Dum 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 da dum dum da dum. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Burke coming from the Brothers of Thunder podcast. How you doing today? I hope you're blessed because I'm blessed. I get to talk to you one more time. Today on Christ Through Comics, we're gonna be talking about my boy, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite characters of all time, Darth Vader. Darth Vader is a character from Star Wars. His name is Anakin Skywalker, but just the whole mystique behind him. Like, you got, you know, a real tall dude that played him in the movies. You got James Earl Jones doing his voice, uh, Mustafa himself. And uh, the thing about him is just, like, his whole attitude about everything how he is. Like, you know, he got the cool black suit, got the red uh, lightsaber. Um, Of course, he's a bad guy, but he's just like, you know what I'm saying? The thing I always liked about bad guys is the fact that it make us or people that are trying to do good become stronger because they're you know basically an obstacle for us to grow and learn from see like i'm a, um, in full agreement that any type of uh superhero movie any type of movie where you got a good guy and a bad guy the good guy should learn something by encountering the bad guy like he shouldn't be the same afterwards because it's like he's either grown or he's learned something new so darth vader is uh known for a lot of things like a lot of his lines are like one of the most quotable things like Luke I'm your father and uh, the power of the dark side uh, you don't know the power of the dark side and cool things like that um, one of my favorite movies especially out of the Star Wars uh, series is Empire Strikes Back I always thought that movie was really cool because you know what I'm saying um, well not at the time because it's just like how um, we feel nowadays about uh, Avengers Infinity War like, you know what I'm saying? It kind of left the, uh... Well, that's one of the reasons why I liked Infinity War, because it kind of left us with a cliffhanger like this. The bad guy actually won, and the good guys were at a loss. And so it was just like, you're not going to really appreciate Infinity War as much until you see the next movie, where they tie everything up in the boat, whether it's cleaned up, but, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these Marvel characters already got movies slated after Endgame, so you know some of them are coming back. But it's always amazing that you know what I'm saying when I look at Darth Vader like it makes me think about faith you know what I'm saying not because you know what I'm saying you gotta have faith as Darth Vader because the way he sounds when he's breathing like he's not gonna make it so he's taking faith on the next breath he takes but you know the fact that one of his lines that he always says about people that don't believe in the force is I find your lack of faith disturbing now how many sermons can I get off of that you know what I'm saying but it's like, you know, and before, you know, before we even say, oh yeah, this is Christ through comics, but Star Wars is a movie. Uh, Marvel actually originally made Star Wars comics back in the day, and there's actually, like, Marvel stopped doing it for a while, and then now they're doing it again, so they've been doing it for a while, and it's actually a Vader comic book to fill in between the movies. Um, a lot of the Star Wars, um, you know, a lot of their uh, movies and stuff are filling in the gaps. Not the movies, but the TV shows, like you see Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels, fill in the gaps uh, of between the movies so you need to understand what's going on and how, well, where did this guy come from type thing. So, it's a uh, it's, it's a big universe, just like how it is with the, um, the Marvel Universe as far as the comic book characters. But when uh, I heard Darth Vader say that, and I saw it in the Timothy Keller book, he actually quoted himself too. But to hear Darth Vader say, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Like, it really made me, like, take a step back. Like, whoa. Like, 
what does my faith really look like? And is it really disturbing? Like, if Jesus came up to me, would he say that to me? So, we're still going to stay in one of my favorite books of the Bible. We've got favorite character, favorite book of the Bible. We're going to stay in the book of James still. And we're going to start, it's still in verse 1, but instead of being in verse 19, what we did with Black Bolt, we're going to start at verse 2 and go up to 8. And so, we're going to go ahead and read that. So, starting off in verse 2, um, we see it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials in various, of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Wow, that's 2 and 3. Look, I gave you a little extra that time. Now, that sounds uh, weird. Like, oh, Brother Burt, man, we in verse 2 talking about trials. Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times, like, we don't want to hear about trials and, and deal with trials, but everybody deals with them. Like, even though everybody wants a sunny day, there's going to be some rain coming regardless of what you want to happen. And so the thing about trials that makes this, like, you know what I'm saying? We hear this, like, it's, it's with the world, how it conditions us. Um, I heard this from um, a young man preaching under um, Sandals Church that, like, you know, when we hear the word trials, we want to run from them. That's what the world teaches us. And we kind of run to temptation, but we run away from trials, which is backwards from what God teaches. And God teaches us to, you know, to, to meet our trials head on and to flee from temptation. And because, like, it says that uh, when we meet a trial, it's just like it shows us what we're really made of. It shows us our real nature. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times people be like, oh, man, I didn't mean the custard just slipped out. No, it didn't. It's just you're just like a sponge like whatever you saturate yourself in when you're squeezed like by a trial that's what's going to come out so if you've been studying your word of god like you're supposed to you know i'm guilty of not doing that myself sometimes but if you you know you're really studying the word of god when you get squeezed that's what comes out if you study you know what i'm saying in school like you know you're in philosophy class or english class what you know what i'm saying when the teacher gives you a test the answers will come out if you didn't study the answers won't come out like, you know what I'm saying? Your score, like, you know what I'm saying? Your gamer score on your Xbox is not really going to help you right in that situation. And so it's just like the things that are important, we have to prioritize them. Because, you know what I'm saying? We know the trials are coming, but we like to live this, like, fairy tale life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nothing going to go wrong. And it's like we never, never, leave it, never leave any room for error. We don't even leave any room for God, let alone just error. But it's just like, you know what I'm saying? So when you get uh, a test that's who you are like if you want to find out who you are as a person not the person you put makeup on on sunday morning how you look like you know what i'm saying where you all dressed to the nines i don't even know what that means but it's just like you all dressed up or you have a nice dress on the makeup on that's not who you are when you get tested that's how you find out who you are like you know what i'm saying if you sit up there and i'll never lie or i'll never cheat on my wife or i'll never cheat on my husband or i'll never you know murder anybody once you get pressed you don't know what you will do. And that's the thing that we don't think, you know, spend time focusing on. Because that's why, like, you see, like, you know, athletes practice. Because it's like, when they get that moment where they can shine, they want to go back to what they've been doing. You know what I'm saying? This is just another, you know, another, uh, you know what I'm saying, run through the practice. And so it's just like, you know what I'm saying? We don't really prepare for trials. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when we hear the word trials, and we're talking about trials like, oh, my life bill might need to be paid or it's hard for me to find a spouse or i'm tired of being single or it's just like i'm hungry today or it's just like man who used all the toilet paper and left me on the island type thing these are not the trials that james is talking about like these are first century christians that are getting persecuted just because they're expressing their faith we go to church every sunday and we can say well, we we, can, we have the options in this in the sanctuary to sing or, or not sing but 
we don't have somebody over top of us telling us no. Where it's starting to look like they're trying to get us to be like that. But it, we don't really have that thing where, like, if I go to church this Sunday, there's a high chance I'm going to get murdered. So it's just like they had different types of trials. But nonetheless, a trial is a trial. Um, you can go online right now and say something um, that the Bible says and somebody disagrees. You can be socially martyred nowadays. But it's not the same thing as, you know what I'm saying? But I'd rather be socially martyred than martyred, you know what I'm saying? But that's a possibility for standing up for what you believe in in Christ. So trials are basically putting someone to the test. And it shows who you are and your true nature. Uh, you can think of it when, you, um, when you're trying to change, train. And um, it's very hard to, to, to grow and be stronger sitting on the couch, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? God wants us to be, God is our trainer. And he tries to get us off the couch with trials. Because again, like, think about how certain things you have compassion for. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you see a kid getting bullied, if you got bullied, you know how to deal with it. You could help somebody else through it. Like, trials make us stronger. And like, the trials uh, give us steadfastness, like, like I said. And the steadfastness, it actually gives us um, staying power. Like, you know what I'm saying? It gives us strength because you know what to do under that pressure. Like, you don't, you know, pressure, pressure busts pipes. But it also, pressure creates diamonds. I know y'all probably heard that metaphor like seven million times or analogy. And so, but it's the truth though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we found out what you really are. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you really are, you know, are a believer, you know, and people might need to look to you because again, we're all leaders in that whatever position that we're in. It doesn't have to necessarily be inside of a building. But when you go to work, when you're at home, like, you know what I'm saying, when you're with your friends, like, sometimes we are the leader. And so it's just like, you know what I'm saying, when things go sideways, like, people are going to be looking to you because, you know, you're, you're going to church every Sunday and, and you're studying your word and God's speaking to you. Like, you know what I'm saying, they're going to look to you to hear what God is trying to say. And so it's just like, you know what I'm saying, what are you going to do when that pressure hits? Are you going to crack with everybody else? So trials make us and show us who we are. Uh, every trial um, um, is a test becomes a test right but if you fail that test now this is what happens when you fail that test that's when your temptation comes from like you know what I'm saying if somebody offers you you know what I'm saying a, a happy ending quote unquote and you take it now you are you are stuck in a stronghold and now it's your temptation and so it's just like you know what I'm saying you can't tempt somebody that is not really tempted by something that's like me you know what I'm saying, tempting the baby with something, you know, like, you know, they don't understand what it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, babies don't fall in love with money. They might try to eat it because it's like they, you know, you know, when you are a baby, you try to put everything that you can in your hand, in your mouth. But it's just like, you don't understand the value of money, but I can't tempt the baby with money. Like, hey, don't, don't, don't go to your bottle, go to this dollar. Like the baby's not going to care. The baby's going to eat, but one of them going to go in his mouth, but he's not going to try to go to the store and buy anything with it. So, like, you know, once you fail a test, it becomes a temptation. So, uh, more about, so that's verse two. So, we're talking about our steadfastness. It means to be uh, unwavering, right? And dutifully firm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You stand on what you believe in. Like, that's a lot of times we don't do that, man. Like, we, we, we waver and go into the world's ways and be like, okay, well, it'll be all right if I do it this time. Or we try to justify it why we broke God's laws. It doesn't matter why you've done it. Like, you know what I'm saying? If God told you no, it means no, no matter what. Like, you know what I'm saying? We always try to make this thing, but what if, but what if nothing? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, there's no circumstance 
where you can sit up there and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to break God. Yeah, we get grace from it, but we can't justify breaking God's law. Just because God will forgive us doesn't mean that he absolves you from sin. Like, if you commit sin, you commit sin. You got to repent. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? We're always trying to find a way like, oh, man, like, you know, but what if this and what if that? That doesn't matter. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you never see an athlete, you know what I'm saying? Be like, well, what if they're faster than me? Or what if they're stronger than me? Or what if they're better than me? No, you go out there and you put your best foot forward and whatever happens, happens. You, But, you know, you can live with the results because you did your best. Like, there's no way, like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, a white lie. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what color. Uh, I never liked that phrase anyway, white lie. You know what I'm saying? But whatever type of lie you tell, at the end of the day, it's still a lie. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then, that, you know, at the end of the day, do you want somebody to do the same thing to you? So if you wouldn't take it, like, you know what I'm saying? Love your neighbor like you love yourself. Like, if you wouldn't want it done to yourself, why would you do it to somebody else? Like, white lies don't hurt. Yeah, they don't hurt because you're getting out of it. You're only thinking about yourself getting hurt. But what is that person going to look like when you... When they find out what the truth is. See what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? Being unwavering and standing firm in God's word. Like, when we're in a test, in our test, like, we learn, like, to withstand the trial um, with a strong and not weak uh, response. Like, you know what I'm saying? When we stand for something, like, when somebody stands for something, like, you think about, like, whenever... Uh, you know what I'm saying? Even though the movie was horrible, but the third X-Men movie, right? And when, uh, you know, Wolverine was walking towards Jean trying to get to her to stop her. Like, he, he wouldn't let anything stop her, even though he was shooting, like, she was shooting, like, like it was like Thanos was, like, snapping his fingers on body parts on Wolverine in that movie. And so, but he kept pressing on and keeping going forward. Like, you see stuff like that. Like, when we watch um, Kobe in his prime, like, when he was just, like, you know, when it was a game-winning shot, or Michael Jordan, or anybody that was a clutch. Like, you know what I'm saying? We see that they, when the pressure was on, they knew what to do because it's the same thing they were practicing, you know what I'm saying, before the game started. You think about a quarterback when they're in the pocket, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? They know that the pocket is breaking down around them, but they still have to stand there in the pocket, stand firm, stay strong so the play can develop. So they can, you know what I'm saying? Because they know, like, okay, we practice this, my, you know what I'm saying, my receiver or, you know, whoever I'm throwing the ball to is going to get open. And if they're not able to get open, like, you know what I'm saying, I know my line's going to hold, you know, they're practicing with me to hold me down so they won't cave in on me. But you have to stand there, like, to make the pass. Even though you know you're about to get hit, you still have to still do what you, you know, you know, what the play asks for. And so it's like, you know, we can't let pressure defeat us and take away our faith. Like, you know what I'm saying, because steadfastness, um, you know what I'm saying, grows our faith. And, like, a lot of times, like, you know what I'm saying, again, like what Darth Vader says, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Like, you don't want to be in a position like that. Like, your faith is horrible. Like, you know, and faith is not just something like, oh, this is how I, I believe. But believing is not enough. We're going to see that later on in the chapter. I think we're going to just run through this whole book of James because, again, it's my favorite book in the Bible. And it's not as long as most as Proverbs would be. But God strengthens us um, through our trials. And releases us before we are overwhelmed by our trials. So God won't put more on you than you can bear. You know, that's when that scripture comes into mind. But God is, you know what I'm saying, just like a, you know, a personal trainer will push you to your limit. And then, like, knows when to, all right, you, you know, this, I don't want to hurt you. So we're going to back up a little bit. And they tell you when to rest. Like, God's not going to let you be overwhelmed by it. But the thing is, it's just so funny that we don't think about it. If God won't put more on us than we can bear. 
and we're going through like a nasty trial, right? Like this trial is just nasty. I can't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I can take this anymore, but you're still in there. God didn't pull it. You pull you out of it. Guess what? You're stronger than what you think you are. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? Well, we're conditioned by the world so much to think that we're weaker than what we are. You know, the world tells us not to do this and not to do that. But you know what I'm saying? Think about all the people that we celebrate, like Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, how they press no matter what. Like, you know what I'm saying? You think about like Rosa Parks not moving on the bus. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you think about people pressing and we always applaud them, but we don't want to be the ones to press though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? We only like to press to go to church on Sundays a lot of the times or Bible study on Wednesdays or Tuesdays if you have Bible studies on different days or Thursdays or any day but Sunday you have Bible study or Sunday school and we don't want to press for anything and so it's just like because our faith is lacking it's disturbing you know what I'm saying because it's like we don't believe oh if I stay here I will be if I stay home I'll be blessed more at home than I will be blessed here but like you know what I'm saying we got to get past that point where we start maturing and not look to just be blessed but look to be a blessing as well so going down to verse four, it's talking about um, and let steadfastness have its full effect, and that you may be perfected and completed, lacking in nothing. So what are we talking about right here? Lacking in nothing, being imperfect. Now we're not talking about like no flaws, type perfect. We're not talking about like you know what I'm saying. Hey, you know what I'm saying. I have no sin with me. We're not talking about that type of perfect. So what type of perfect are we talking about? Well, the perfect James is talking about. Is that uh, will uh, not be the same as being um, as before? Like you know what I'm saying? It's just like we're maturing. The perfect part of maturity, like you know what I'm saying? We're growing, like we're supposed to, and we're not gonna be perfect in this life, you know what I'm saying at all. But uh, the, the perfect process that God has set up for us to grow, um, it uh, drives us to push forward and to reach another level and to do better. Um, and to deepen, and most importantly, it deepens our relationship with God. And that's what the important part is. Like you want your, you know, through your trial, you become more dependent on God and we can become closer to God, um, become closer to Christ. Um, and in turn, we grow into godliness. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to grow into godliness apart from God. So it's just like a lot of times we wouldn't make moves unless God, like, you know what I'm saying? Do like how a bird does in the nest when the, when the baby birds start getting too big. Like the, the mother starts putting bristles and thorns inside of it to get the baby to start trying to fly. And the same thing is what God's doing. Like we can actually do more than what we're doing. But God has to make it so we have to, to move because we're uncomfortable just sitting. Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times people be like, oh, I don't know what my purpose is and stuff. Like, you know, you have a purpose. Like whatever annoys you or you have a pet peeve for that you don't can't stand. I can't stand when people don't like the hope. Well, we'll be a greeter. I can't stand like, you know what I'm saying? The, you know, not serving food the correct. Well, we'll work in hospitality at the church. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or work in hospitality outside the church. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's just so many things you can do. Like, you don't have to, you know, make all your service just inside of the church. You could, have, you know what I'm saying? Service in church is more of a celebration. Like, we're, we're celebrating the fact that we made it through another week of ministering outside of the church. And we come together because it's like we're believers and we're celebrating it together. But, like, you know what I'm saying? When we scatter, like, we're supposed to be making a difference out in the world. Like, everybody ain't got to come to where we are, even though we do would like to have more people to celebrate. Like, who wants to have a birthday party with one other person? If you were expecting a party, not like a, a dinner, but like a full-fledged party, you know what I'm saying, and nobody shows. But 
Like, you know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be doing what we do on Sunday every day. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I remember Andy Mineo's song, Everyday Thing. It's not just a Sunday thing. Or just an every once in a while thing, like how he said. So we can go down to verse 5. Now, in verse 5, we see that if any of you lacks in wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all who, to all without reproach, and it will be given to them. Now, when we talk about wisdom, we're not talking about wisdom in the sense of, oh man, I want to be like Plato or Confucius type thing. Um, he's not talking about like, you know what I'm saying, being the best philosopher in the world or, you know what I'm saying, being able to stand on the corner and be like, you know, sounding like Shakespeare with a Shakespeare type accent, you know what I'm saying? Like, given, like, what you think about all things going on in the world, this is not the wisdom that God is talking about. God's talking about uh, growing in the word, uh, understanding of his will, um, God and his word. And we get wisdom from reading the word of God. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, we can't get that wisdom apart from anything else. Like, you can sit up there and act like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I can just do it. Like, if you're not putting any word in you, then you're not going to grow in wisdom. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to know what God wants you to do. And the conversations with God, you're not going to grow. I remember I was reading yesterday, and it was so profound because, like, I was re Like, you ever read your Bible, and, like, you know what I'm saying? A revelation came that was so good that you had to step away for a second. Like, man, I, I didn't think about that. That's the type of wisdom that God is talking about. And with this type of wisdom, uh, we can uh, see the point of our trials. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not just suffering for a pointless reason. Like, you can see what's going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or you can actually see what God is, is doing. Like, if you go to the mechanic enough, even though you may not be a mechanic, if you go to mechanic enough, the mechanic enough, mechanic, but it, it goes to the mechanic enough. Like, you know what I'm saying? After a while, like, you know, a mechanic is probably going to explain to you, oh, this is what we did to your car, this is what we fixed it. If you go enough, after a while, you're going to realize, okay, this is what the point of them doing this because I understand this. Like, the more you learn something, the more you understand it. Like you're, you're looking for the point of life, like why is this happening, why is this happening, why is this happening? The more you deepen deepen your relationship with God through his word, right? You'll start to see things and God will even start talking to you through it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, that's the only way it's going to happen. Like, you want this wisdom that's not going to come anywhere else. Like, you have to spend time in that word, getting taught, you know what I'm saying? Even teaching it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You have to just have to saturate yourself like we were talking about earlier. Like, this is, like, what you should be absorbing. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is where you get that strength. Um, we depend on God and not our own strength. Like, we depend on God's strength. And, it, like, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to find all the answers in life. Why not talk to the person that made life? That doesn't make any sense to go anywhere else. Like, why would I go to, like, if, if there's a, you know, if I had a free, you know what I'm saying? It was a, uh, I know it's a unicorn type thing. It's mystical, magical, not really real, but... If somebody say, hey, I'll fix your car for free, but I, you know what I'm saying, like, do you, which way you want to go to? If you have a Ford, would you go to the Chevrolet place, or would you go to the Ford place? Like, you would go to the person that made that car, because they probably have the, the parts faster, they probably have, you know what I'm saying, people that understand what they created, even more so than somebody that's just a, a mechanic, that just, like, you know, knows how to fix cars. So we want to go to the creator and we have to go into that word and really strengthen ourselves with that. Now we're going to look at verse six. Verse six, we see that, but let him ask in faith without doubting. Wow. Like asking faith without doubting. Like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times we think about that as just like, oh, I really want to mentally push myself to believe that like God's going to do it. 
that's not how you show faith. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because we, if you go through the Book of James, which we are, like, trust me, I, I really want to, I'm really going to go do that. But like, when we go through the Book of James, man, like he says it over and over again: be uh, not just hearers of the word, but doers, right? We also see faith without works is dead. Like these things, James already quotes. So, like you know what I'm saying? Just sitting there believing, because even in James later on, he says even the demons believe and tremble. But what's going to be different for you if you just sit there and believe? You can't, you know. You ask God, and He said He promised He's going to give you something, right? We're not just talking about just prosperity. We just talking about, like you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, which he can bless you that way. Don't get, you know, don't get that twisted. But it, everything he gives is also, is for, you know, saying to glorify him. So it's just like he's just, just think about like when you go in the military, like you, they give you all the equipment that you need to perform your task, and God's going to give you the equipment that you need to perform your task. So if you need more wisdom about the Word of God, God's going to give you more of it. And like doubting is like, basically doubting looks like this. He said, "Hey God." I pray to you for more wisdom. Please give me more wisdom. You said you'll give it to me generously, right? You stop your prayer and you sit there and then you turn on TV and watch something on TV for six hours and do nothing. That's not how faith works. Like, you know what I'm saying? You have faith by like, hey God, give me more wisdom. I believe that you will give it to me generously and grow me. And you pick up your Bible and start reading it. And then you grow in it and then the words gets inside of you. So that, that when the situation that you get into when a person asks you a question, guess what? You can answer it. Versus just like the only thing you be able to talk to them about is what you saw on TV. We ask in faith. Faith isn't just, uh, it's a verb. Just like love is a verb. Like it's an action. It's not just a belief like, or just a mental thing where I believe and I, and I take all the doubt. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, like you hear people say, uh, we have so many verses that we can go into like this uh, this faith thing with Darth Vader, but it's just like you think about you know people in the Bible, I, you know when Jesus said like he was talking to somebody and what a soldier was telling Jesus like um, help me with my unbelief, and believing is like you know what I'm saying everything has to be uh, uh, it shows in your actions more so than your words because you ever had somebody tell you they're gonna do something but you know they ain't gonna do it, like you know what I'm saying. It's just like, you know, that's that's the one time we were talking about Black Bolt. But that's like, you know what I'm saying? The one time that, you know what I'm saying, your backside speaks better than your lips. Like, you can tell me what you want to in your lips, but if your backside is still in the chair, I don't think you're really going to move. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you got to start operating those things. Like, if you want if you want to grow in godliness, then you need to start operating more in godliness. Like, God's going to bless that. Like, when you take a step, God's going to... God's not even gonna let you your foot hit the ground before he picks you up and carry you the rest of the way. But you gotta show that you believe with your actions. So uh, God's gonna do something, but the word, uh, but what he will, uh, will do also, what he really wants from us, excuse me, is obedience. And you know what I'm saying? And we got to sacrifice some things. We, uh, we must be hearers and doers. And, and you know what I'm saying? We must you know, trust in the process of what God has. Like, you know what I'm saying? For me, for example, I'm not saying this like because I'm on sympathy or something because, you know, for real, I get to talk to y'all every day because I'm on dialysis. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? I, I read, you know what I'm saying? It was something I read before in the Bible, but, you know, earlier this year I read it and it was just like, you know what I'm saying? If you want healing, you ask the elders to pray for you. Now, I'm not like trying, you know what I'm saying? I had another uh, Christ through comments I was going to do about an alter ego. 
But like whether you believe in altar call or not, you know what I'm saying? I go up to the altar every Sunday because again, like until something changes, I need to keep getting prayer from the elders. And like, you know what I'm saying? There's no other place that the elders are gonna be together like that where I'm able to, to get prayer from them other than altar call a lot of the times, unless I just catch them in, you know what I'm saying, when they're not doing something, but you know what I'm saying, they usually have something, another agenda, as far as being busy, like, you know, working for the church. And so it's just like, but you know, it's the time that they're prepared to pray, and I'm prepared to be prayed for. So it's just like, I walk up to the altar, and I go back and sit down. I care less what everybody else thinks, and I can care less, well, you know what I'm saying, if, you know, I care less if I'm making them upset, like I'm keeping him again, like, you know what I'm saying, this is what God told me in his word this is how i've been getting healed and the process has been going great yeah kidney didn't fall out the sky but i've been able to move around more like god has been moving me and i've been praying for healing but then i have to step out on that faith okay god you're healing me so i'm going to try to go to the gym a little bit more and i'm gonna try to do more things around the house and i'm gonna try to you know what i'm saying move and walking by faith you know what i'm saying god has been healing me and god has been true to his word so you gotta you gotta step out on that word, man. You gotta step out that boat. Now it's not when we're talking about doubting, it's not like a person like you know how it is when y'all go out to eat with multiple people and that one person, you know, they can't really decide what they want to get. Like we're not talking about that doubting. Like, I don't know if I want this. Like we're not talking about that. Rather it's talking about being uh divided. Like you're going between your spirit and your flesh. Like, yeah, God told me to do this, but people don't usually do that. So the world tells me to do this, so I'll do that. It's like how it says in the verse, like it's like being a ship being tossed to and fro. Now God wants you to trust him, okay? Like, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's not like just about like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, but what if it looked like, you know what I'm saying? If you go through the Bible, man, somebody was blind and he was desperate. So, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have it. Well, God, I don't really want you to spit in my eye and put mud in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, no, he was desperate. He wanted to see a lady with issue of blood. Like, when you're desperate, you'll lean on God harder than what you expect. But if you're not really, you know when you're not desperate, when you still feel like you got options. Like, you know what I'm saying? We go back and forth between our ways and the world's ways. And we try to, you know what I'm saying, justify us not doing what God said. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what doubting is. It's not about like, oh, I don't know if, like, you saw doubting Thomas. Like, hey, man, I, you know what I'm saying? Unless I see, you know what I'm saying? I see the holes, put my finger in the holes in his hands myself. I will not believe anything. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? God doesn't want us to doubt him. God wants us to do the trust fall right into his hand. So we're going to verse eight and it was talking about um, being double-minded and it means to be torn between uh, the ways of God and the ways of the world. And so this makes us um, a hypocrite when we actually do those things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we'll say, oh, I trust God, but I won't, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, I love... Uh, I love uh, McDonald's, but I always eat a Burger King. Like, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't really be like, okay, so why should I go to McDonald's? Why not go to Burger King then? Like, you know what I'm saying? You were in church and everything you recommend is a worldly thing. Why would somebody come to church then? Like, you know what I'm saying? Or why would somebody want to be a Christian if everything you're doing is the same thing they're doing? They can keep their Sunday mornings to themselves then. So it's just like being double-minded. Hey, either you in or you ain't. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Either you, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, if you, you know, shack it up with somebody or, you know what I'm saying, y'all been living together, how, much, how many times you gonna, you know, either you gonna keep the girl or you gonna let her loose. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know what I'm saying, either you gonna be with the guy or you gonna cut him loose. Like, which one you gonna do, man? Like, you can't even test drive a car that far. I mean, for that long. Like, you know what I'm saying, either you gonna buy the car or you ain't. Like, you ain't gonna let you drive around for two weeks. Like, you know what I'm saying, come back six years later, like, oh, you know what? 
I think I'm gonna keep it. Like nobody does that. Like nobody keeps a car for that long. So if you wouldn't even do that with a car, why would you do it with somebody you call yo boo? But anyway, it's like uh, you know we're being hypocrites when we do stuff like that. And we, you basically just do what God tells you to do and trust it. If you trust it, if you don't, move on then. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, we will believe in God, but won't trust him. Like, you know what I'm saying? We'll believe, we'll read the Bible. I'll believe God did something for David, but what does that got to do with me? Like, God wants to do something for you too. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? We probably, when we're going to really trust God. I mean, we can sit up there and, you know what I'm saying, sit up and, 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 and sing and dance and, and cry and snot and, you know, do everything like that. But when, it, when, the, when the test comes, man, you really know if you really mean those words. Because I was even talking to my wife. I said, what if I told you I loved you every, every day, but did, did the opposite of what you expected of me as a husband? I ain't want to spend time with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't want to, you know, do anything you asked me to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? I forgot your birthdays. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm chasing skirts. You know what I'm saying? Every chance I get. But, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I sing your praises. You're a great wife. And, you're so good to me, and there's no wife like you, and there is none like you. Like, we singing all these songs, but when the rubber meets the road, are you really loving God? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we always think of worship just being what we sing, but we're supposed to be a living sacrifice. That's our worship. Like, all singing is, and not to put it in a blunt way, but singing is the sex of the relationship. Like, it's the intimacy part. Like, you know what I'm saying? Worshiping like that, that's intimacy. But your worship doesn't stop. Your worship is how you live. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not how what you do. It's, it's how you are. And your nature needs to be more like God. By, so when you see trials come, you don't turn... You know, you're loyal to God still. You trust Him. He can trust you. And you can trust Him. That's how relationships happen. Like, you don't want to be with somebody you can't trust. But same thing. Why would God want to be with somebody that He couldn't trust? Like, you expect God to do great things in your life. When are you going to start being great to God? You know what I'm saying? So, we're going to keep uh, trucking through James, man. We're probably going to start uh, with verse 2 sometime soon. Um, I'm definitely going to have, like, you know what I'm saying, probably use this again for Vader again. Because Vader is a comic book. And that comic book actually is really dope because it showed a lot about Darth Vader that you wouldn't see in the movies. Like, how he found out, like, in between, like, episode 4 and episode 5 how he found out that Luke was his uh, son before Luke did. Because remember, they didn't have a conversation in the movie about him finding out, but they explained it in the comic book. Like, he uh, hired Boba Fett to go find out who was the person that blew up blew up the first Death Star. So, but you know what I'm saying? This has been Christ Through Comics, Darth Vader. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Um, but check us out, man. Like, we got things going on. Uh, Rick just did his Friday devotional um, about being Chicago. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Check that out. Check out the other podcast that we have. Um, also, like, we have a YouTube channel. Check that out, man. Give us some love on Instagram and stuff like that. And please, pretty please, if you really are enjoying this podcast, um, we I really appreciate it if you guys would share it and um, tell other people about it and whatnot. Um, you know, send us messages. Like, we would like to pray for you. Like, I, um, dear God, I pray for you now. Dear God. Let the wisdom that you promised us, Lord God, be a part in our lives. And let us be obedient to your word, Lord God. Give us strength to do your will, Lord God. And when we face trials, Lord God, give us the strength to, to not just crumble under them and let them turn into temptations. But let us pass the test that you put in front of us. Because you wouldn't put us in the test if we couldn't pass it, Lord God. 
So, Lord Jesus, please give us the strength to endure these trials. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I even prayed for you, man. You're going to have a great day. Um, keep listening, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it really is a blessing to us that you are listening. And hopefully, we can be a blessing to y'all because we don't want to do this if we're not really being a blessing and doing God's will. So, you know what I'm saying? I just turn my mic off and go play video games or something. But, again, this has been the Brothers of Thunder podcast. Um, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um you know what I'm saying, YouTube, like, uh, Brothers of Thunder podcast, like, you know what I'm saying, um, if you see us in the street, you know what I'm saying, just talk to us, holler at us, man, like, we love to have a conversation, um, I'm just rambling on now, but, uh, this has been the Brothers of Thunder podcast, Christ Through Comics, again, y'all have a blessed day, and I'll talk to you next time, Lord willing. I find your lack of faith disturbing.